I'm going to eat a meatball. Leave me alone. Yeah, right. <laughs> I sound so Jersey now. <laughs> Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Real Fucking Talk. This one is extra special for me because I am joined by my longtime friend, Adam. Adam is a marketer and event planner in New York City and just an all-around amazing friend and human. So hi, babe. Thank you so much for coming on. Yes, yes. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. It's so so good to be on. I know. I am so excited. So we've been friends for how long? Jeez. I want to say like... 15 years. Yeah. Yeah, probably more than that. Yeah, no, I want to say, hold on, let me say, what year are we, 2020? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's been like 10 plus years. Insane. It's been, yeah, no big deal. No big deal. Adam and I went to camp together. Did, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Coleman country, where I'm from. Yes, always. So good. I'm so excited. So you're currently living in Hoboken. Yes. Um, as the cool kids say, Hoboken, no joking. Um, but they, I don't know if cool kids say that anymore. Um, but no, I'm living in Hoboken. It's been a wild ride. I feel like my Long Island, like I ditched my Long Island family because you know everybody in Long Island. You either become a teacher, someone who works in fucking ants, HR, or like a nurse. And then you stay in Long Island forever. Yep. And I felt like the ugly duckling because I left Long Island and moved to Jersey of all places. Um, but it's been great. I've been here for about, I think, four and a half, five years now. So it's been fun. And I you're still it. close enough. Yeah. It's just a path and then like the LIR away, you know, it's something yeah. like that. So. I know. Well, I am so happy that you're here because you recently did another podcast and you shared your coming out story. And I kind of realized that that's something that we've just never talked about. We never did. And it was and not because of like any particular reason. It was just something that like we just legit just never talked about, even though you know everything, you know, it's just like we just never never really talked about it. But I know. I'm excited. I say all the time that I can't wait for a world where people just don't have to come out. You can just like be and have it not be a big deal because it really shouldn't be yeah. a big deal. I roll my eyes just because of the fact that it's one of those things where I'm like, it shouldn't even be a conversation. Totally. You know? like how we treat each other personally. It's one of those things like that's how the world should treat everybody else. It's We shouldn't even have to entertain the idea. Right. You know? And that's why when you did this podcast and I saw you promoting it, I was kind of like, oh, shit, I've never, you know, asked him about it. But then I was kind of happy that I didn't because I was like, well, who cares? He didn't ask me like what it was like realizing (laughs) I liked guys. Uh, It's funny because it's one of those things where it's like, don't ask, don't tell. And Mm. you just want to be respectful of everybody's privacy. Um, And I'm one of those people, I'm an open book, you know, I've always been an open book. And so it's one of those things where you just got to take it with a grain of salt. Each day is new. And yeah, I mean, there will always be challenges in this world, you know, and being gay, being straight. um, It's just one of those things where it's the world. There's so many, there's such, there's so much more problems going on in this world than dealing with that you know and I think people just people care too much about it it's like just 
sit back, you know? Mm-hmm. I, don't worry. Right. Just this week, it's been a whole ordeal because Harry Styles wore a dress on the cover of Vogue. <laughs> like, I don't give a shit whatever yeah. Harry Styles wants to wear. I don't even yeah. give a shit what I wear. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's upsetting, you know, that, like, that's what the media picks up on and then people are talking about it of, like, is it okay? Is it not okay? It's like, why are, why are we judging? Like, who cares? Who right. Fuck, you know? Uh-huh. And in the bigger picture, like, shitting on a man for wearing a dress or wearing makeup or wearing whatever he wants to wear only plays into that toxic masculinity and, you know, kind of shame for sharing your feelings and having feelings, you know? It's like, you can't fucking win. No, you can never because there's always going to be a hater, you know? There's always going to be someone who has commentary and I've learned at a very young age you just have to and I'm still learning but you still have to just get up pick yourself up and then continue forward because there's always going to be someone commenting on your looks on how you dress on what you write on a caption on Instagram it's like get the fuck out of here <laughs> you know it literally I'm you know me I'm one of those like Italian guys that I just like there's so much more like I'm rolling it off my chest at this point. Yeah. So I was just going to say, so kind of fill me in on your story. Yeah. So basically um, in camp, it's funny because you know how camp was. Mm -hmm. We were stuck in these groups and like (laughs) one or whatever it was. And it was like 15 boys that you, we just played sports all day and Mm -hmm. then we swam and then we ate and then we just went home and, in Long Island, especially, I mean, you know how it is. It's these white picket fence type of families where everybody has money mm-hmm. and you have a dog and you have like family dinner every night. And growing up, um, it was just hard because of the fact that I knew I knew something was up, right? I knew in fifth grade that I was different, but I didn't know exactly like what was going on because like, our brain is so small in fifth grade. Um, mm-hmm. But then in middle school, I got like ridiculed, made fun of. Um, and that was really hard because of the fact that I didn't understand why I was getting made fun of um, because I was just being me. I was just being right. this chubby. I, I mean, you know me. We glue up or we glow <laughs> up, glue up. Um, we definitely glue up. <laughs> um, we, I was like this chubby little fat kid um, in middle school in camp and all around. And it was one of those things where I was getting made fun of for my weight, but also getting made fun of because I like, it was shown that like I was gay, but I didn't know what it was at that time. And I was being called faggot and I was being called like homo and like gay. And then I ended up going home and like, googled like what do all these terms mean and then I said I was like oh wow I think I am this term and like then I was like well was I born this way can I switch it and I didn't understand anything at all like I just I didn't have anybody and so I just kept these feelings to myself and then I was depressed and I was just like I want to change it I want to be like everybody else and I was always like searching for acceptance And then in high school, I realized like, yes, I am gay. I was born this way. I I don't want to change it, but it still was a tough time because getting made fun of, everyone was bullied in high school, you know, Mm -hmm. but then adding on 
fact that I was gay, it was just such a, it, it was such a hard thing. It was a hard pill to swallow, honestly. Um, and I want to say that no one goes through it. Everyone goes through individual like bullyings and individual things that they go through. But being gay during the time that we grew up, not mm-hmm. now, during the time that we grew up, it was such a hard thing to deal with because this was still in the realm of white picket fence. You had to be this. You had to be that. Like if you had a son, like your son was on varsity football, varsity soccer, or like varsity tennis you know like in those three seasons and then if you had a daughter she was like on kick line or she was like on soccer you know Mm -hmm. and it was one of those things where it's like every everybody's lives are planned out yeah for me it wasn't it was so different because I was making my own rules as I go something that's so interesting about what you've said so far is that it almost seems like you didn't maybe realize you were gay until someone told you oh by beyond 100 percent. wow I i didn't know the term and i just knew that like uh when i say something was up i just knew that not in a negative way but i knew that like just something was different yeah and when people started saying it i'm like oh okay like what is this you know um it was like being born with blue skin while everybody had white skin mm-hmm. it was just like it, it the best way to describe it is like there's a room full of like perfect puppies and you're trying to pick the best one but then there's like this one puppy that has like a white spot on his tail you're like why does that white like why does that puppy have like a white spot on his tail and it was something that was so different for everybody um because there was not that many people who either were out or just who were gay um and so I felt alone um, and it sucked. It re- I'm not going to lie to you. Like for real, it sucked. Um, but it's because of great friends like you and other people who to what we said at the beginning, we just never talked about it. You know, we just kept moving along as if nothing was wrong and or nothing was happening. Yeah. I mean, because it's true. It's not wrong. Like no. I don't, you know, who I I will never understand people who really care deeply about who other people love. Like, I don't, who you love does not affect me as long as you still love me. Yeah, it's one of those things where, like, I care, I care more about friendship and the people who I'm able to talk to. Like, I know even though I moved, we still talk all the time. It's yeah. one of those where, like, I appreciate those friendships because we picked it up as if we just saw each other yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know? Um. And it's just sad because it speaks a lot about the character of the person who's judging you rather than you judging your own self and judging them. Um, Yeah, it's just it, but it's taken, to be honest, it's taken a long time for me to realize that I'm 29 years old now. And I did not think this way when I was 21, let alone when I was 14. I thought the complete opposite. I thought that they were right. And I was wrong. And I was like, well, there's nothing I can do. So I don't know what to do. And it really just opens up a lot about like depression and speaking your mind um, because it's it's hard. It really, really is hard. And to hold all of that like anger and depression in oneself, is it's not healthy, you know? Yeah. I went 
I wish I could tell myself like it's going to be okay. Like this mm. too shall pass, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I'm sure your younger self would have really loved hearing that. Yeah. Just because it, it's just, it, it sucks that I wish I, I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. And then it, it's funny too, because, um, there was one person in particular who like bullied me like no problem and then like i want to say maybe like three or four years ago i found out that he came out and has a boyfriend and i'm like lol like yo bro what's good like what's gucci <laughs> i never i never said anything to him but i like i know it's like petty but like i just removed him on facebook and like removed him on instagram so i was like you got at me all growing up in high school, in middle school, in high school for being gay and all this stuff. And then I find out that you have a boyfriend and like, I know it's petty. I unfriended him and like, do you like unfollowed him? But like, I was like, I can't have this. Like, it's just funny though, because it's one of those people who like, they're either really, really insecure about themselves Mm -hmm. or they're just taking out anger because they truly have anger towards the specific reason why they're making fun of you. And so at that point, that's also like another reason why I was like, okay, this is also not me. Yeah. This is something on them that they're going through, even though it's not right. It's one of those things where I'm like, you know, I also wonder if he was envious of you in a sense where you were brave enough to kind of live your truth and I I know I cut you off before but before you had said like in high school you kind of came into yourself and you were like yes I'm gay this is who I am and I wonder if there was some sort of envy or jealousy on his part like okay cool like Adam gets to live his life and still have friends and stuff but I wonder what that would look like for me if I did that yeah and it's something i always wonder don't get me wrong i would love to hit that person up but i'm not there's just no reason for it i just i just laugh because i'm like i'm living my best life now i lost so much weight i am just appreciating life more you know Mm -hmm. what can you do it's so funny because we always remember like the people who bullied us like everyone on earth has gotten bullied at some point in their life Like, you always remember your bullies, and I have to assume that they have to remember those memories of, like, bullying people. See, it's funny, too, because I thought about this the other day. Um, I was just like, damn, like, high school was tough for, like, us all, but, like, what do those people think that, like, they did? Like, what do they think now, you know? Um, And it's always, like, a what if, or, like, you always, like, think about that stuff. I just... Don't get me wrong. We've all made mistakes. Mm-hmm. I've made mistakes before, but it's one of those things where I just hope that they know what they did was wrong at the end of the day. Yeah. Because in today's society, oh my God, that would not get accepted at all. It wouldn't. No. You, they could essentially still bully people, but if it got brought up to the right people, they could get expelled. They could face charges. It's one of the, it could be a hate crime. And mm-hmm. so it's so, it's so funny. The, um, the strides towards progression and change and how we're moving forward um, has escalated so much within five years, let alone 10 years, you know? Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to backtrack. And so tell me what it was like for you in high school, really coming into your truth and being like, yeah, this is me. Take it or leave it. Yeah. So I knew I was yeah, at that point in high school, sophomore year, I came out to a couple of friends. Um, and 
they didn't care. They were like, Adam, it's fine. Like, we're fine. Like, we love you for who you are. And that's amazing. But then um, we went to similar high schools. Mm -hmm. It was like small graduating class. I think mine was like 111. Oh, shit. Mine was like 300. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, still, though, it's still small. You know everybody. Mm -hmm. Um, And my thing was like, I know people were talking like I know people would like when I came out to a couple of friends then like word got around and that was not difficult but that was like okay like it's going you know like you're on this ride like let's go like the roller coaster is going and like there's just no stop you Mm -hmm. know um and then teachers started finding out and then I came out to a couple of teachers but one of my worries was that I was like nervous that my mom would find out before I told her Mm. um and she didn't but I we had our kickline homecoming junior year so you were on kickline right I was on kickline I was the second guy to be on kickline at Winbrook ever um and I received a scholarship from it I'm still oh about that yes Um, honey you know right gotta gotta get those coins but (laughs) I um being a kickline was amazing I loved every moment the girls were amazing it was something I was happy to be part of um that helped me break strides in high school because the last guy to be at least on Limbrook varsity kickline um the last guy to be on that was I want to say maybe like eight or nine years before me wow um and he was the first guy ever. And so I was happy that at least that it wasn't like breaking like somewhat of a norm, but I tried out, I made it. I was so happy. I loved my high kicks and toe touch, <laughs> so great. Um, but the girls were amazing. My coaches were amazing. I still talk to them today. Um, and it was just like my release. It was something that I was good at. It was something that I was like proud of. And going back to what I told you before, it was like, the guys in Limbrook, I mean, or just on Long Island, like you were either on football, you were either on soccer or like you played tennis. And like, I did none of those. Mm-hmm. I didn't fit into that box, you yeah. know? And Long Island is such a pretty blue Tiffany's box where you have to be fit into this sort of category. And at least when we were growing up, that's how it was. Um, and so in homecoming, we our colors were green and gold as you know and we like dressed up to the nines um green and gold everywhere glitter sparkles and i had these stars on my eyes they were like from party city it was like green and gold uh like stars and i put them on my face because all the girls like we were all in sync and i come home um after homecoming and like i was drunk we all drank after homecoming right my mom was like upset that i was drunk which she has every right to be right um I don't condone drinking under the age of 21. <laughs> um, but I got in trouble for being out too late. And then she was like, well, why do you have these stars on your face? And I was like, oh, like, not what I want right now, mom, but like, whatever. So we were still fighting. And then I was like, well, you know why? I'm gay. And then she just like looked at me and started crying. <laughs> and like, I laugh now because it's so funny um, because it's such a stupid fight. But in the moment, it was like just so heated. Yeah like one of those moments where like the cameras were like oh, and like you look at there you look at there like no one's saying anything and it's like 10 second break and there's just silence and then she left she was crying she went in her room i slammed my room we didn't talk 
And the next day goes by and I stay at a friend's house. The next day goes by, I stay at a friend's house. And then I come home and my brother was like, talk to mom. Like, both of you are being dramatic. You're fine. She's fine. She's fine with you being gay. Just talk to her. Like, she just was so shocked in the moment that like, you just said it like that. That's why she was crying. And I was like, oh, okay. I thought the complete opposite. Like, I thought she was mad. And my brother was like, no, she's not mad, you idiot. And so, like, <laughs> But it, it, it's true, though. Like, I, I have no idea. You mm-hmm. know, these are the people that I live with. And so my mom was, my mom is still my rock. She is amazing. But she was like, Adam, I love you no matter what. And so it was all these things, but you have no idea. And so, yeah, it's one of those things where you just have to take it with a grain of salt. Um, it was just hard because of the fact that, like, I felt alone, right? I felt that I had nobody and I felt like, I had no one to talk to um, because there's not that many, at least when we were growing up, there was not that many gay people, mm-hmm. you know? And so uh, I just had to deal with it. And I know that sucks to say, but I just had to pick my head up and continue doing what I love. And then when I went to college, it there was still stuff going on in terms of like bullying, but I actually joined a fraternity. Um, with one of my best friends he was already in it he was a year older than me um and he was like don't worry like they don't care and if anything they already know and they're not like saying anything like it was one of the things where it was type like our friend group from camp Mm -hmm. if everybody is like we got each other and like one is in a fight like all 10 of us are behind that person like we got them and that was kind of like the vibe and the culture um and it was great. I found my best friends from college, still talk to them today. And yeah, it was um, just an experience. And it's an experience that I say this in a nice way. I don't wish upon my worst enemy because of the fact that I was going through depression of like, why am I here? Like, why am I dealing with this? Like, why why is anyone dealing with this you know and i like was so envious of people who were straight and didn't have to deal with this because i was like i just wish i can like a girl and i'm like well i don't yeah (laughs) like not to sound like a like an asshole but i was just like i don't want to marry a woman you know yeah and there's nothing wrong with that no and so it, it stinks because growing up at the time that we did I always, when I say that, I feel like I'm talking like as if we like grew up in like 1920. <laughs> the Stone but Age. It, it's one of those things where like we didn't have support groups. We didn't have like guidance counselors that knew what they were speaking about. Like mm-hmm. our guidance counselors were like, what are the problems? Cool. Like here are applications that apply to college start now. <laughs> you know, like that's, that's what guidance counselor meetings were. Yeah. Of this shit. So mm-hmm. yeah, it, it's, um, it's interesting. I'm still going through times now where I'm like, oh, I just, I laugh. I laugh on it now. And I just look at it and I'm like, it happened. It's over with. It's spilled milk. Mm-hmm. Get up and go. Because I'm one, I'm one of those people now. I just have to keep my head up and know that tomorrow's a new day. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. So I heard you say that you went through like depression and all of that. So I'm wondering what that looked like for you and you know, how you kind of got yourself out of that. I'm, uh, unfortunately, I'm a big believer of fake it till you make it. Mm. And there's certain times where I'm like, use that mentality. Um, In high school, I always had a smile on my face. I always just 
always hid all my emotions because I'm one of those people that I never want to show weakness. I never want to show someone weakness. And for me, it was put a smile on because at the moment you show weakness, the moment you show any type of emotion, it gives the rest of the floor to look at you and be like, boom, that's our attack. We got it. We can use that now and use that against him. And that was my, that was my mentality of high school and college. It was like survival mode. It was just like, show that you have everything together, show that you have everything put together. Don't show weakness and don't show, like, don't open yourself up to anybody. And that's, what I learned now, not a way to live by because of the fact that it's it's not healthy. Right. It's not healthy. It's also it. just not a sustainable way to live your life. You know, no. uh, we have all been in survival mode. And I think a huge um, population of that is like new moms. Like you literally are just trying to survive like as new parents in general. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're just trying to survive. But to live that way for eight or nine years like that's that must have been so tough it was one of those things where i was just i kept so much anger i didn't know how to break it out and then when i would get into fights with people that's when i would like go from zero to 60. Mm. i would be like i would get even more angrier and they were like whoa like are you okay like what the fuck is going on and i'm like no i'm not okay and then i would just take out my personal anger out on them for something so stupid um, and it's not a, it's not a good way to live. It's one of those things where I, I talk about it now, even though I still do it, you know, it, it's just such a, it's just such a negative way of living life and no one should. It, it's, it's one of those things where you just got to roll with the punches and be okay. And if opening and expressing your feelings is how you feel, then go for it, you know? And it happens in work. There there have been a couple of scenarios and situations with my past companies where I felt it was right for me to open up um, and express how I feel. Um, and it kind of backfired. And wow. so I was kind of upset about it and I got reprimanded for it. And then I was just like, so I reprimanded for it. Um, and yeah, it's it's very pick and choose. And it's upsetting too, because you should be validated for expressing your feelings. And we should live in a world today of it's okay to be okay. And it's okay to express how you feel um, because these feelings are legit. It's not like I'm pulling this out of the air and like a magic trick and like poof, you know, I'm, I'm expressing my feelings because of X, Y, Z. Um, because I would hope that someone else would say something to me, you know? Mm -hmm. So what did you do with all of those big feelings that you were experiencing? How do you cope with your anger and frustration now? Now I talk to friends about it and I'm like, listen, like this is how it goes. And um, there are select few friends uh, in my friend group that I just randomly will call and say like, I just need to talk to you. Like, let me know what you think and like bounce back. Um, not because I'm afraid of everybody else, but it's just because both of us have had those conversations before, you know, mm. both of us have let our wall down like completely and been like, okay, like this is great. This is how we feel. What are your thoughts? Um, 
and those are the good friends that like I go to and like tell everything just because I know that they won't judge me with what they come back um with a situation that like anything happens I'm like I do get upset because I'm like like why me but then I'm like no like Adam stop this bullshit everything is okay it's just something that happened take it in understand it learn from it learn the mistake that happened or learn like what we can do better next time and then move from it because unfortunately we live in a society right now of like dog eat dog and Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be seen somewhat as so like vicious but it should see it should be seen as like we got this know what you're fighting for know your ultimate goal and then move on move forward you know because there's way worse stuff especially now with covid there's (laughs) way worse stuff happening right now that yeah you really focus our attention on you know totally I could not agree more so I guess my question for you is for anyone who's listening to this and who might be afraid to come out or someone who's listening and they have a friend who just came out to them and they don't know how to respond what would you say like what advice do you have for people it's so hard because I know everybody's struggles different right everybody's chapter is different in their lives whether you are born from Long Island born from the south mm-hmm. or from a family that's so Christian and Catholic, um, don't worry. It's okay. Everything will be fine. Um, I know right now it's not fine in those terms. I know right now it's hard, but you need to know that it's okay. It's fine. It's okay to be who you are in a society that might not accept you because there will be people who accept you there are other people just like yourselves i think that was my problem that i thought that there is no one like me but there's so many people like me Mm -hmm. um and that you were not to be so cliche but you were born the way you were for a reason you know you were back to what I said before, like you were born to be that puppy with the white spot on his tail. And there's a reason for that. And you should validate the reasons why, and you should be accepted because you are accepted and you shouldn't have to worry. Yeah. I love that advice. I think it's so hard because we, a lot of times are so nervous that other people won't accept us. And the root of that issue is because we're not accepting ourselves. So how did you get to a place or are you at a place now that you love and accept yourself? I am. I am. Don't get me wrong. There are things where I'm like, okay, like I wish I could be like more lean and more muscular. Of course, but we all struggle with that. Yeah. Um, But it's one of those things where I have accepted myself um, and I know that everything is fine. Like there are friends who love me for who I am and not for who I love, you know, Mm -hmm. and if there are people who I pass by and run into that I know that like are, they don't believe in gay people, then I'm like, okay, you know what? I say this with the best, the best way possible. You can kindly go fuck yourself, (laughs) you know? Because it's like, you're not in my life. I'm not in your life. I'm passing by and you're passing by. And if you don't like me, like toodles. Also, what? Like, I will never understand when people are like, I don't believe in gay people. What the fuck do you mean? Do you also not believe that grass is green? Like, I don't get it. I I laugh. I laugh just because of the fact that, like, if you don't believe in gay people, cool. Cool story, bro. That's what I have to respond with. Just because it it is what it is. You know? It is what it is. And it's so saddening to know that, like, there are still people in this world 
who carry like signs across New York City of all freaking places is like know mm-hmm. your location first. <laughs> but um, it, it's just I laugh at those people, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't get me wrong, I respect everybody's opinion. I will not go into a room not respecting someone's opinion, but. It, it saddens me to know that there's still people out there like that because that's not how it should be. That's mm-hmm. not how it should be, you know? I don't want to get so personal, but, like, where is this person in my life? Like, where am I in their life? Are they going to be at my wedding? Are they going to be at the dinner table with me on Sunday night? Fuck no, mm-hmm. you know? And it, that's that's kind of what I want to tell everybody <laughs> is that for the people who are listening to this and are experiencing the same thing that I went through or just trying to understand who they are, there's no puzzle piece. There's no way to figure out, okay, here's the profile of you and you're 10% this, 15% this. Like it's not a 23 and me. It's just (laughs) you are you. There's no definition. You want to do this today, go do it today. If you want to be this person tomorrow, be this person tomorrow. It's one of those things when we grow up and our parents or our teachers were like, if you want to be a fucking superhero today, be a fucking superhero. I know mm-hmm. that sounds silly as a kid, but it's the truth. There's a bigger analogy at the end. Like there's a bigger defining, there's a bigger message at the end of it. It's like, you want to be X, Y, Z, be X, Y, Z today because you're allowed to be that, you know? Yeah. And I also think it's, being- I think it's so important to remember that even if you don't know who you are and if you don't know what you want to be, and if you don't know this person you want to become, it's okay to not yeah. know. And it's okay to take that time and do some self-reflection. And, you know, it is really uncomfortable and it's growth itself is so, so uncomfortable because you're growing, but yeah. it is so worth it in the long run. I feel it's horrible to say it in this way, but I feel like COVID was such a piece of humble pie that was delivered to everybody. Mm-hmm. I've said that from day one because of the fact that it showed everybody what this world is really about what is most meaningful and what we need to do in order to move forward, you know? Yeah. Because it really has given us the time to sit down, reflect on ourselves, reflect on the decisions that we're making. We, especially from New York, at least the people from New York know this, we were always on the go, on the Mm -hmm. go, on the go. What's next? Like, what's this call next? What's this meeting? Like continuously go, go, go. And we never stopped. And we barely got sleep and we were just thinking about the next day, this meeting, this call, this future dinner, this whatever. And it's like, calm down, you know, like this too shall pass. And I think that is my message to people who are going through this of like, everything is going to be okay. You just need to be reminded of that. And I wish I was reminded of that because we didn't have that kind of growing up, but like that would be my message is that this too shall pass and that everything will be okay. And if it's not okay, it's not. Don't worry, because it will be. It will be okay, you know? I love you so much. Oh, stop. I know. I wish I wish we were able to see each other and stay, actually see each other. I know. Stay. I know. Once this is all over, we need to get drinks. Uh, immediately. Yeah. Immediately. I know. Uh, so where can people find you? If they want to reach out to you, what is your social media handle? Share it. Yeah, I, I feel like I've been living my influencer dream <laughs> by saying this. Because um, you know I'm so good at it. I would, I would be the best, but like swipe up for 10% off, yeah. like use at code Adam10, you know, for like tummy tea pills or whatever. The, whatever the no, honestly, Adam, 
you were made to be an influencer because uh, I would buy anything that you make a story about because I just love you. But see, the thing is, what I would promote is like actual bullshit products. That <laughs> I, believe in. I would not take something that I don't believe in, you know? Yeah. Like, I would be that influencer to be like, all right, send me some samples first. Let me try it out. Because if I don't believe in it, I'm like, I don't care about the money. Like, I would care more about the people who are following me to be like, Adam, I use this and it doesn't work. And be like, oh, well, take it up for them. You know, like, I'm not be that influencer. Um, but if you do want to follow me, uh, my at handles all around are Adam, A D A M X Daleo, D A L E O. So that's at, at Adam X Daleo on Instagram. Twitter and Snapchat. Love that. Thank you so much for coming on here and chatting with me today. I love yeah. this. No, thank you so much. It really, for you to take the time to have these types of conversations is quote, so tough, but it's so relieving to hear all of your episodes. Cause you know, I'm outside of me just being friends with you. I am a personal fan of the messages that you give out. So it really just means a lot to kind of be on the front side and not be behind the scenes, you know? So it, it really means a lot to me. So thank you so much for having me. Oh my God, my fucking heart. Oh, I love you so much. I love you. All right. Thank you guys. That was another episode of Real Fucking Talk. I will see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of Real Fucking Talk. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review. See you next week.